ಹಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರೋ ಶ್ರೀಯುತ ಪದಕಮಲಂ ಶ್ರೀಗುರೂನ್ ವೈಷ್ಣವಂಶ ಶ್ರೀರೂಪಂ ಸಾಗ್ರಜಾತ ಸಹಾಗನರುಗುನಾಥಾನ್ವಿತ ತಂ ಸಜೀವಂ ಸಾರ್ವೈತ ಸಾವಧೂತ ಪರಿಜನ ಸಹಿತ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯದೇವಂ ಶ್ರೀರಾಧಾಕೃಷ್ಣಪಾದಾಂಸಹಾಗನಲಿತಾಶಾಖಾನ್ವಿತ ಉಮಗ್ಯನಾತಿಮಿರಂದ್ರಶಾಕಯ ಚಕ್ಷೂರುನ್ಮೀಲಿ ತಮೈ ಶ್ರೀಗುರವೇ ನಮಃ ಪಂಚಕಲ್ಪಾತುರ್ವ್ಯಾಸ್ಚಾಗ್ರಿವಾಸಿಂಧುಭ್ಯೇವಾನೇಭ್ಯೋ ವೈಷ್ಣವೇಭ್ಯೋ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ನಮೋ ಮಹಾವದನ್ಯಾಯ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಪ್ರೇಮ ಪ್ರಡಾಯತೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣಾಯ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ನಮನೇ ಗೌರತ್ವಿಷೇ ನಮಃ ಹೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಕುರುಣಾ ಸಿಂಧೋ ದೀನಬಂಧೋ ಜಗತ್ಪತೆ ಗೋಪೇಶ ಗೋಪಿಕಾಕಾಂತ ನಮಸ್ತುತೆ ತಪ್ತ ಕಾಂಚನ ಗೌರಂಗೀವ್ರಾಧೇ ವೃಂದಾವನೀಶ್ವರಿ ಋಷಭಾನುಸುತೆ ದೇವಿ ಪ್ರಣಮಿ ಹರಿಪ್ರಿಯೇ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭುನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದ ಶ್ರೀಅದ್ವೈತಗರಧಾರ ಶ್ರೀವಾತ್ಸರಿಶಿಗೌರಭಕ್ತರಿಂದ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮೋ ರಾಮ ರಾಮೋ ಹರೇ ಹರೇ ಹರೇರ್ ನಾಮ ಹರೇರ್ ನಾಮ ಹರೇರ್ ನಾಮ ಐವ ಕೇವಲ ಕಲೋ ನಾಸ್ತೇವ ನಾಸ್ತೇವ ನಸ್ತೇವ ಗತಿರನ್ಯಥ ವೆಲ್ಕಮ್ ಬ್ಯಾಕ್ ಎವ್ರಿ ಒನ್ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ನೈಸ್ ಟು ಸಿ ಯು ಓರ್ ಅಟ್ ಲೀಸ್ಟ್ ಸಿ ಯುವರ್ ನೇಮ್ಸ್ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ರೀಚ್ಡ್ ನಾವು ದ ಫೋರ್ತ್ ಪಾರ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿಸ್ ಮನಶಿಕ್ಷಾ ಸೀರೀಸ್ and uh, my plan today is to go through the 6th and 7th verses these two are the last of these uh, obstacle and solution verses that we we've already been going through for for the last couple of times uh, in these two verses 6 and 7 ragunath das will again present uh, uh, possible obstacles and of course helpfully he's also going to present uh, ways in which to overcome these difficulties and these two verses they are are again like the previous verses where we had this uh, uh we had uh, the prostitute of mundane talk and there was the tigress of liberation he's going to continue on with this kind of of strong uh metaphors that uh, uh are supposed to kind of, of shake us and see things that we take for granted in in a new way and these two verses they also go together very nicely because in the in the first one he's taking a, a step further from the robbers we heard about in the previous verse you remember these these six highwaymen highwaymen who stand there by the the path of pure bhakti and uh, and attack us and tie us around the neck with ropes the ropes of our own evil deeds so a devotee who has overcome lust anger greed and so on has gone quite a bit on the way but there are still other things to 
look out for. So I will again uh, share the screen with you and uh, we can then recite the verse, verse six first together. Arechita prodiat kapatakutinati barakara. Arechita prodiat kapatakutinati barakara. Arechita prodiat kapatakutinati barakara. Arechita prodiat kapatakutinati barakara. Ksharan mutres natva dahasikatamatmanamapimam. Sharan mutres natva dahasikatamatmanam mapimam. Sharan mutres natva dahasikatamatmanam mapimam. Sharan mutres natva dahasikatamatmanam mapimam. Sadatvam gandharva giridarapada prema vilasat. Sadatvam gandharva giridarapada prema vilasat. Sadatvam Gandharva Giridharapada Prema Vilasat. Sadatvam Gandharva Giridharapada Prema Vilasat. Sudhambodhaus Natva Tvamapinitaram Mamcha Sukhaya. Sudhambodhaus Natva Tvamapinitaram Mamcha Sukhaya. Sudhambodhaus Natva Tvamapinitaram Mamcha Sukhaya. Sudhambo dhaus natva tvamapinitaram mamchasukaya. Arechita. Raghunath Das is beginning this verse. Oh, by the way, Haribhaval Chandana, Annapurna, Haripriya. Arechita. Oh. Oh, my mind. Cheta means means mind. Are means oh, but it's a kind of a not very polite way of addressing. A polite uh, way of saying saying hey would be bo or or something like this. Are is more like hey you, oi maybe oi, oi mind. Listen up. I've been speaking really nicely to you now for a long time. Now you need to pay attention. Why are you bathing yourself and burning yourself in the trickling donkey urine of deceit and, uh, and hypocrisy? So this is a <laughs> fairly powerful metaphor here. That of the urine of a donkey. Urine is not maybe a very pleasant for pleasant substance in any form, but donkey urine is in Indian uh, thinking or, or Indian medicine considered to be particularly burning and particularly acidic. Uh, it is said in, in uh, in I think in the Artha Shastra, that if a, if a Kshatriya uh, 
a warrior or, or a nobleman, if he has done some very terrible sin, then he's to be bathed in the in donkey urine, and it will it will uh, burn away all of his his uh, hair and his facial hair, and it will never grow back. So for the rest of his life, everybody will see that. Oh, it's this guy who did that terrible thing, and he was bathed in donkey urine for that. So I don't know if this is true or not, but I wouldn't suggest trying it at home. Nevertheless. Still, this is what we're doing, Raghunathas is saying. We're doing this all the time. We think that we're purifying ourselves by bathing in this trickling donkey urine. But we're simply burning ourselves. So what is this donkey urine symbolizing here? It's symbolizing two things. It's symbolizing hypocrisy and cheating. They are, of course, related to each other hypocrisy and, and cheating. Um, hypocrisy is, is basically uh, knowing how you're supposed to behave, but not being able or not wanting to live up to that and then putting on, a, on the face of being, being saintly. Some 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 Western thinker uh, has said that hypocrisy is the homage vice pays the virtue. I think that's fairly well said. So when you know how you're supposed to be uh, and you're pretending to be that, it's actually, in many cases, it's not so bad. There's plenty of people who don't even care to be hypocrites. They're just straight out uh, rascals. Hypocrisy, at least then you know how you're supposed to behave. But for a devotee on this stage, who's been able to give up uh, lust, anger, and so on, to engage in hypocrisy uh, is very unbecoming. It's like bathing in donkey urine. Bhaktivinoda Thakur, in his commentary to the Manashiksha, he introduces here three different types of devotees. Uh, he takes this tripartite division of, of, of Vaishnavas from uh, Baladev Vidyabhushana, the Gaudiya Vedanta commentator of the 18th century, who, who for his part also takes it from, from some previous source. So he speaks about Svanishta, Parinishta, and Nirapeksha Vaishnavas. Svanishta means uh, a Vaishnava who has uh, has uh, uh, exclusive faith in bhakti. A Vaishnava who who and Bhaktivinoda explains it as a Vaishnava who doesn't care about uh, varnashrama, who doesn't care for the social uh, system of India of of uh, for uh, uh, orders of life and four stages of life for varnas and for ashramas with all the different rules that that uh, entails in Bhaktivinoda's times the, the late 19th century 
this system, of course, was quite different than it had been in the medieval ages, let alone in the, the so-called Vedic age. So, but nevertheless, it meant things like who you're supposed to marry, what kind of work you're supposed to do, what kind of people you're supposed to, to associate with, and in which ways, who you're allowed to, to eat together with, and so on. And these rules uh, were very much part of Bhaktin Thakur's uh, 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 social surroundings in the 19th century. And they are, of course, impacting the life of, of Indians uh, still today in many different ways. Uh, when, when we lived in India, we stayed, um, last time we lived in India, we stayed in the house of, of a Bengali lady. Uh, 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 and, and she was very, very proud of her own uh, social background. And she had plenty of rules, like for example, the, 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 the fishmonger, Bengalis are very fond of fish, so she, she liked to eat fish. The fishmonger was allowed to come into the house and get up the stairs. She was staying on the, on the first floor, uh, but he wasn't allowed to step over the threshold. So he could come there outside the door and sell his fish from there, but then not further than that. So uh, a Svanishta devotee is simply interested in serving Krishna, doesn't care about all these other things, may take them into account for kind of maintaining a so social peace, but doesn't necessarily even do that. A Parinishta devotee on the, hand, on the, hand, on the other hand is a Vaishnava who likes Krishna and who is, a, who is devoted to Krishna but who at the same time also feels a great need to maintain social responsibility and, and uh, follow social etiquette in different ways, which in uh, uh, the India of Raghunath Das's time would mean that also sometimes worship the, the devas and devis uh, to do the different uh, uh, ritualistic ceremonies connected with different stages of life and so on. Now, this is kind of exotic for us, but if we would transpose this into a Western context, uh, I think we could think that a, a Parinishta devotee is a devotee who, who likes Krishna, but likes many other things at the same time. Like, like a devotee who feels that it's important to be part of different, maybe uh, associations uh, to to worship Krishna, but also uh, take care of many other social uh, uh, and, and perhaps family uh, customs and so on. Like today, of course, uh, we're remembering the, the day of, of uh, Jesus Christ's uh, suffering on the cross. So a Parinista devotee, on a day like this, would probably also go to church. Maybe not because that's the main interest of this devotee, but also because of uh, the, the maybe family background and so on. So he's not saying Bhaktivinod and, and Baladev, they're not saying that Svanishta, that's good, Paninishta, that sucks. 
but they're just showing that these are different ways of kind of engaging with social life. Then the third type, the Nirapeksha Vaishnava, that's the person who has completely withdrawn from uh, social life. Both Svanishta and Parinishta devotees are generally householders in, in whatever form that, that then takes. The Nirapeksha devotee is one who has, has renounced the world and lives like a, a Brahmachari or a Sannyasi or a Babaji or something like this. And the point Bhaktivinod has with bringing all this up is that he's showing that this hypocrisy will take different forms regarding, uh, depending on what kind of, of Vaishnava we are. So for example, for uh, uh, a Svanishta Bhakta, that, that's the one who, 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 who is exclusively devoted uh, to Krishna. He's, he's uh, um, giving six different types of, of deceitful behavior. One is indulging in sense gratification on the pretext of satisfying the Supreme Lord like saying that today I think Krishna will be celebrating a feast. There will be a festival today. So I'll make lots of good food and I'll offer it to Krishna. And then, oh, Krishna was so kind, so he left something so I can eat that myself. Second, serving rich, influential materialists instead of serving simple Nirapiksha servants of Krishna. So making friends with rich Vaishnavas, uh, Perhaps uh, initiating rich people as disciples because they will be able to give nice donations compared to some poor student. Uh, accumulating more wealth than would ever be needed. A householder, of course, cannot live with simply a loincloth, but will need so many different things. But how much do, does a householder actually need? Like I was thinking the other day that uh, I saw a news uh, the news that that uh, Bitcoin has risen above 50,000 euros, one Bitcoin. And I remember I have, uh, I have a friend who, who, who has been, been involved with this Bitcoin stuff for, for, for a long time already. And uh, I remember him talking to me about Bitcoin when Bitcoin was about 2,000 euros. So if I had in invested that time, I would have, have if, if I had invested a uh, thousand euros, I would have had 25,000 by now. And when I remember that and thought about that, this kind of greed came into my mind. Why didn't I do that? 25,000 just for 1,000. So why? It's not like I'm, facing a shortage of food or, or I don't have money for, for clothes or anything like that. I have just as much as I need and probably much more than that. Still, this kind of, but if I had a million, I could help the devotees. I could have so nice worship. I can do all of those things already now. So that's one kind of deceitfulness. Uh, Enthusiasm for meaningless temporary gains, even at the cost of envying and harming others. 
teaching twisted logic and self-motivated speculation in the name of giving education. And six, wearing the dress of a materially dissonant, disinterested renunciant in order to gain material prestige. So these are different ways in which a Svanishta Bhakta can engage in, in deceitful behavior. And of course, we could multiply this in many different ways. For the Parinishta Sadaka, then deceitful nature comes through as making an external show of strictly following rules and regulations while inwardly being very attached to material subjects unrelated to Krishna and two preferring the association of non-devotees rather than Krishna conscious devotees. Uh, then for a nirapeksha or the, the renunciate, uh, eight ways of deceitful behavior, thinking of oneself as an advanced Vaishnava, with renunciation, with, uh, with any kind of tapas or any kind of, of uh, self-control uh, and, and penance. It's very easy to build up pride through that. Even the smallest thing. Like I realized uh, about a month ago, I, I hadn't uh, taken my weight in a long time. So I, I, I gathered up the courage and, and stood on the, on, the, on the scale and it showed 80 kilos. Uh, and I thought, wow, that's like 0 0.08 tons. That's, that's too much. So then I started this thing that I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm not eating breakfast anymore. So I'm, I'm eating, I think it's called like the 18-6 the, the diet. So I'm eating during six hours of the day. So, so lunch and, and dinner. And, uh, and I've been doing it for about a month and, and it's been good. I've, I've lost, I think four kilos by now. So immediately I started thinking, oh, I'm doing pretty good. I can control my senses. I'm quite hungry in the mornings, but I have sense control. So even such a small and insignificant and even silly thing like that, it can go to your head. So for a person who has renounced the world and given up uh, family life and all these things that for most of us are so extremely dear and near, very easy for such a person to become proud or uh, thinking of oneself as superior to others simply by wearing the dress of a renounced person i remember when i was a brahmachari in the temple when i was 18 19 i was so proud just because of wearing the saffron cloth <laughs> i'm a renunciate Perhaps somebody else can recognize themselves there as well. Uh, collecting material wealth for food and clothing more than required. Improperly associating with the opposite sex in the name of spiritual practices. Staying with materialistic people with the expectation of receiving wealth rather than visiting Krishna's temple. Being inwardly anxious and worried about collecting more wealth while making a pretense of performing devotional service. Being more concerned with external dress and rules and regulations than devotion to Krishna. And 
eight, overlooking or neglecting the main purpose of spiritual life, developing love for Krishna. So uh, these are some ways of, of uh, duplicity. And then cheating, the other part here, uh, refers to, according to Bhaktivinoda, uh, false arguments, false philosophical conclusions, maintaining an impedience, devotional service, and so on. So all of this stands for this trickling, burning donkey urine that we are bathing ourselves with. So don't do that, oi, mind. Don't do that. Instead, dive into the ocean of Gandharva Giridhara Prema Vilasat of the shining prema or, or love for Gandharva and Giridhari, Radha and Krishna. In this way, my mind, you will uh, not only purify yourself, but you will also uh, gladden yourself. Mam cha sukhaya, not only yourself, but me also. In both ways, he was saying, don't burn yourself and me by this donkey urine. Instead, dive into the ocean of Radha and Krishna's love. Many times in the Gaudiya Vaishnava scriptures, uh, love is compared to an ocean, like the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, the ocean of devotion to uh, the Lord. Why the ocean, Shamananda? Why do they often use the metaphor of the ocean? What do you think? Uh, it's big. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> it's big. It's, it's deep. It's deep. Yeah. Also dark. I couldn't hear. Also dark, I said. Dark, yes. It's mysterious. There's all kinds of, of uh, weird and strange creatures in the ocean. And Rupa Goswami is actually giving this in the Bhaktera Samrita Sindhu. He's saying that, that within this ocean of devotion, there are different kinds of crocodiles and, and things like that. But those crocodiles are not, of course, dangerous crocodiles, but those are all the, the Vaishnavas. So uh, uh, the ocean can stand for all these different things. It's, it's deep, uh, it's large, uh, it's mysterious. It contains all kinds of, of treasures, just like the ocean can contain pearls and, and minerals and so on. In the same way, this ocean is not simply uh, some kind of mysterious light or something like that, but it's full of life. It's full of life, full of of uh, adventures. So let's go on to the next verse where Raghunath Das will take us uh, another uh, step uh, deeper. Pratishtasha drishta svapacharamani meridinate Pratishtasha drishta svapacharamani mehridinatet. 
Pratishtosha drishta svapacaramani me ridinatet. Pratishtosha drishta svapacaramani me ridinatet. Kotam sadhu prema sprishati sucheritan nanumanaha. Kotam sadhu prema sprishati sucheritan nanumanaha. Kotam sadhu prema sprishati sucheritan nanumanaha. Katam sadhu prema sprishati sucheritan nanumanaha. Sadatvam sevasva prabudayata samandamatulam. Sadatvam sevasva prabudayata samandamatulam. Sadatvam sevasva prabudayata samandamatulam. Sadatvam sevasva prabudayata samandamatulam. Yathatvam nishkashya tvaritam ihatam veshayatisa. 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 So, Raghunath Das says, As long as the shameless dog-eating woman of desire for prestige dances in the heart, how can pure saintly love for Krishna touch it? So this is the, the, the last of these metaphors. Drishta Shvapacharamani, a shameless dog-eating uh, Ramani. Ramani means uh, uh, a woman, but not any kind of woman, but uh, uh, um, what should we say? Uh, a lust, lusty. Uh, wondering what would be the good a good translation of that actually. Uh, the unchaste woman, let's say like that. A dog eater. Uh, a Shvapacha uh, refers uh, in Raghunath Das's time, it could refer to do two different things. It could refer to a particular kind of, of, of a jati or, 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 or caste, sometimes called the, the chandala which is supposedly uh, originating from uh, the, the, the union of a Brahmin woman with uh, a low caste man. So it's kind of the, the, the worst of all mixed marriages. But it can also refer in general, it doesn't need to refer to any particular group like that, but it can in, in general refer to a, a, a kind of or barbarian or, or uh, uncivilized person, a dog eater. Because, of course, meat eating uh, was frowned upon by, by cultured people in Raghunathas's time. And if you're eating meat, at least you're not eating dog's meat. 
So uh, a dog eater is another way of saying uh, a barbarian. And we're not speaking of any barbarian woman, but we're speaking of a, of a, a drishta, such a shameless person, who's also this uh, uh, unchaste. So she's shameless and unchaste and a dog eater. And what have we done with her? We've invited her to dance in our heart. We've invited her to dance in our heart. So if uh, uh, deceit and cheating was bathing in donkey urine, the desire for prestige is this dog-eater woman in our heart. And of course, this pratishtha or, or desire for recognition, desire for, for fame, that's of course the reason for why people are uh, hypocrites or, or, or cheaters. So Raghunathas is taking us to kind of the root of all these problems, the root of all these problems, this desire for recognition, for name and fame. It's very powerful. Uh, some people are more afflicted by this than others. You know, I have a friend here in, in Finland, another devotee. And we, be, we sometimes joke about that, that when, when, uh, when we pass away, we're going to make sure that they build pyramids for, for our, our graves, because we both have this, this desire for pratishta, name and fame. I hope somebody after a thousand years still remembers uh, this Monsbru or Brigupada Dasa, the wonderful books that he wrote. They're going to live forever in the memory of humankind. Okay, maybe I'm, I'm a little bit uh, exaggerating, but uh, I can definitely understand what Raghunath Das is speaking about here. In the Mahabharata, I read the Mahabharata some years back, the, the whole Mahabharata from the beginning to the end. And one thing that struck me was something that was mentioned several different times, that you should live in this world, leaving as little trace of yourself as a bird leaves trace of itself when flying in the sky. And this was so scary to read for me. I wouldn't leave any trace of myself well, if I don't get a pyramid, at least there should be like a statue or something like that. No, not a single trace, as little as a bird flying in the sky. So what's the problem with this desire for name and fame? Isn't that what's up motivating people, making them do different things in this world? Maybe but it's also motivating them to do all the wrong kinds of things. But it's not so easy to give up. Uh, one of the nice things with my, my work is, is that at least before this, this present uh, condition of the world, uh, I got to travel a lot. And, and sometimes I get to travel with my students as well. And that's usually really fun. Some years back, we went to Armenia for, for a study trip. 
and uh, and uh, visiting different places in that country. And and it's a small country, so we lived, we stayed in the in the capital, and we went around then with the bus to different locations. And uh, one day we went a little bit farther, and then we drove back with the bus in the evening. And Finland, Swedish people, they like singing. I mean, plenty of people like that, but we're maybe a little bit famous for that. So many of the students are members of choirs and so on. So, so during the whole bus trip back from that place, for a few hours, we were just singing all the time, different kinds of songs what the, that the students knew. So it was all kinds of sun, songs. It was uh, pop songs, Christmas carols, uh, psalms and, and all kinds of things. And usually sung with more enthusiasm than, than uh, ability. But there was one girl in the group uh, who actually knew how to sing really nicely. Several did, but she, I think she, she was perhaps the best. And, and she sang solo one uh, Ave Maria version. And uh, we were driving, it was already dark, and she sang, and it was so beautiful. I was just sitting there and, and, and really enjoying it. So then the next morning, I thought that, that uh, uh, I'll surprise this, this, this student, Jannika. Mm. So, so still early in the morning, when, the, when everybody else was still sleeping, I went out. Uh, and uh, I asked somebody to write uh, to Jannika on a card to Jannika, thank you for the Ave Maria, but in Armenian letters, because they have their own alphabet. And then I went to a, a florist just nearby the place where we were staying. And I, I got some flowers and I said, uh, I, I told the, the lady there to deliver the flowers to, to the hotel with the card, but to wait for one hour. So then I, I snuck back to my room and then they brought the flowers uh, and I also pretended to be like, oh, that's it. who could have sent that? And then they started to kind of connect the threads, the students. And who could have done this? And then, aha, it was the driver. And that wasn't at all what I had expected. I had expected them, of course, to, to first be kind of mystified and then find out that, yeah, it was Mons actually. But they thought it was the driver. And it was so difficult for me not to kind of reveal it. I was all the time kind of boiling inside that somebody else is getting the credit for what I did. Because I wanted this recognition that he's the cool, cool teacher who does this surprise. So it's not so easy to kind of give up this, this desire for, for recognition, the desire that I am something great. But Raghunath Das is saying, this is this dog eater dancing in our heart. If we're a guy, we can think that it's a dog eating woman dancing. If we're a woman, we can think that it's a dog eating man dancing. It doesn't matter which we, if it's a man or a woman. The point is that it's a shameless person. It's the person that we never would like to be ourselves. This, this whole uh, idea of 
of wanting recognition, wanting name and fame. At least if we forget this kind of, the very latest hunger of, of, for being famous, just for being famous. Before people usually wanted to be famous for having done something special. But actually, we will not be famous for having done something special. We'll be famous for this dog eater in the heart. Saragunath Das is saying, uh, as long as you keep this dog eater in your heart, pure Krishna prema, pure love for Krishna, will never get a place there in the heart. It will just think, oh, oh okay, this is not the place for me. There's some shameless person making a big show there. Okay, I'll stay away. So what to do? <laughs> what to do if you're like me, wanting to be famous and recognized? What to do? Sadatvam sevasva prabuddhaita samantamatulam Worship or serve, serve is the better word here. Serve Prabhudaita Samantam. That general who is dear to the Lord, that incomparable Atula, Prabhudaita Samantam Atulam. Serve that incomparable general dear to the Lord. Therefore, on my mind, you should always serve the incomparable beloved devotee commander of Krishna's army will immediately throw out the unchaste uh, woman and establish pure love in the heart. So we don't necessarily have the power ourselves to throw out this dog eater from the heart. But if we instead kind of, you could say, almost like sublimate this desire for fame to the great devotees, let me work for their fame. Let me work for their fame. That's the way. We can't just uh, kind of kill ourselves and think that, okay, if I'm not supposed to leave any mark behind, then let me just lock myself up into a hut and uh, die of starvation or, or just uh, go off grid or that's just, that's just an illusion. That's an illusion or it's even worse, it's a self-destructive behavior. Instead, let us use all of those talents that we have, that we now think will make us super famous and wonderful and beloved by everybody. Use those in the service of the great devotees. Raghunath Das calls them the, calls them the, the generals, Samanta just to kind of make this contrast. We may not have the power to get rid of this dog eater, but let's call for somebody who does have that power and who just has to kind of show her or his face and then all of this uh, uh, nonsense will disappear. So that's the idea. The desire for pratishta, we can get rid of it by service of the great devotees.
this desire for pratishta, of course, many Vaishnava saints have, have spoken about danger of this and, and tried to give different kinds of, of uh, metaphors for it. Here we have this, this dancing dog eater. Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati called it Shukarabhishta or the stool of a, of a pig. If, if, if in, in India and other places where you have wild pigs, they will eat anything. They will eat, even eat, eat excrement, but they won't eat their own excrement. So that's really the worst. Like if, if even pigs will not touch it. So this desire for name and fame, that's like uh, the stool of a, of a pig. So those of us who are having uh, this to, to fight with, we can, we can meditate on it in this way. Yuck, let's leave it away. Let's not dive into that. Instead, let's dive into that ocean of bhakti rasa. And in the next few verses, from here on, uh, verses 8 through 11, this is what Raghunath Das is going to do. He's going to now, having kind of passed through all these different obstacles, from the most gross of lust, anger, and so on, then to this hypocrisy, and now finally to the desire for, for recognition. Next, he's going to, to go deep into bhakti. So in the next few lectures, I'm going to go only one verse at a time to, to have more time to to explore different meanings. So any questions or, or comments on, on these two verses? I have a question. <clears throat> um, I just wondered, is this a form of pratishta? Because I feel like it's part of my fault. Um, just to make everything right all the time. I'm always trying to make everything right, like change the world. I'm the one that's going to change things. Um, even small little things, you know, at the expense of probably hurting people's feelings. So that is that like a form of pratishta, would you say? It seems like it might be. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, this is something, it's really difficult for, for, a, for another person to kind of, say something like that because there are people and i wouldn't be surprised if you were one of those there are people who who want to change things not at all because of themselves but really because they they really see that uh, uh, life would be so much easier and better if, if if things were were changed a little bit so so because i don't really know you uh, i only know you are a very senior vaishnavi so so I would never kind of presume to say that, oh, this is pratishta in you. Uh, this is something you'd have to kind of uh, uh, figure out for yourself, but definitely it could be that. Uh, I know myself, for example, that uh, uh, we have, I have a particular, for example, standard of, of worship of Sharabhuj Mahaprabhu, uh, in uh, in our uh, our house uh, i've been worshiping him for for 25 years so so there's there's this particular standard that has been developed during that time and if somebody else wants to 
to, to worship him and does it in a different way, like my wife, for example, I might easily uh, kind of interfere with like, aha, you're not saying the mantra now correctly, that uh, this should be done like this. Uh, and I'm doing it partly because uh, this is kind of the system. And uh, uh, even though my wife is much more talented than me and, and much more Krishna conscious than me, I do some, know some things better than her. For example, Sanskrit, because she never studied it. So there is maybe also this side of kind of like just making sure she's saying it correctly. But there's definitely also the side of I want to be in charge. I want to tell you how to do things. So uh, with things like this, we need to kind of be introspective and, and, uh, and see why, and try to think of, the, of, of why am I interfering with other people? Is it because I actually want uh, their best or is it because I want to kind of people out to see me as being an expert or, or is it just that I want to control other people? being in, in charge. So, uh, as I said, I don't really know you, Maharha, so, so I, can't, I can't say, but uh, uh, you, you'd have, definitely it's, it's possible that, that it's partly that at least. And, and, and sometimes, <clears throat> even if we're hurt a little bit, it seems like it's better that we're hurt and not to hurt someone else. Even though, you know, it's okay. Let it go. That would seem like you'd make advancement from doing that, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Unless we make it into kind of a part of, of our kind of project. Like my, my grandmother here, when I'm staying out in the countryside, uh, uh, my, my grandparents got this place originally. So I have plenty of memories of my, my grandparents when I'm here. And I always remember how she always used to say if something was, was not good or, or she was left out or something, she would always say, I'm so used to it. It doesn't, I, it, it's okay. I'm so used to always be. And even as a child, I, I could hear how fake that was. So, so uh, sometimes we do that as well. And of course, the, the point of all of this is not to make us completely neurotic. That, oh, can I do this? Can I say that? Maybe there's some tinge or pratishta behind it. We just need to do our best. But sometimes when we're kind of, when we have the peace, when we have the, the opportunity to kind of look within and, uh, and do some introspection, then maybe we can also uh, perhaps change some things in ourselves, or at least try to. Thank you. Thank you. That was great. <laughs> Anything else? Okay, thank you again.
जय श्री श्री गुरु गौरंग गंडारिकारी श्री श्री राधा मनमोहन राधा गोविंद राघवट गोपीनाथ राधा नमन राध श्याम सुंदर राधा रमन राध गोकुल गोपाल निताय गौ श्री सर्वोज गिरिराज की जय जय विष्णु पावर परंग सुपरवराज का आचार्य स्तोत्र श्रीमान भक्ति वेदांत त्रिपुरा हरिदेव गोस्वामी गुरुदेव की जय जय निथल प्रविष्ट विष्णु पाद भय शरण अरविंद भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी महाराज प्रभुपाद की जय ठाकुर जय श्रीनिवास नरोत्तम प्रभु त्रय की जय जय कृष्णदास कबराज गोस्वामराज की जय जय व्यासवताशी वृंदावन दास ठाकुर महाशय की जय जय श्री रूप सनातन भत्रगनाथ श्री जीव गोपाल भत्रगनाथ शाड़ गोस्वाम प्रभु की जय जय नमाचार्य शिल हरिदास ठाकुर की जय जय राय रामानंदार गौर पार्श्वृंद की जय जय प्रेम सुघोष कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रमितानंद श्रीवासिशिगौरभक्तृंदकीय जय श्री पुरुषोत्तम राम की जय जय जगन्नाथ बलदेव सुभद्र सुदर्शन की जय जय भक्त विघ्नराशंकर शिन सिंह देव भगवान की जय जय भक्त प्रबर प्रहलाद महाराज की जय चार वैष्णव संप्रदाय की जय चार वैष्णवाचार्य की जय चार राम की जय चार वेद की जय पुरंतराज श्रीमद्भागवतम की जय मनशिक्षकी जय औकर्मतराशी चैतन्यमत की जय थरियाशाखमत सिंह की जय श्री चैतन्य संघ की जय अनंतपति वैष्णवृंद की जय भुवन मंगल हरिनाम संकीर्तन की जय समागत गौरभक्तृंद की जय गौर प्रेमनंदे हरि हरि वो कृपाचापतिभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नम श्रीमंद्रिकुपाल प्रभु की जय हरिओ Thank you.